Hi, I'm Connor. And I'm Jeremy. We're the hosts of an upcoming limited series, The Legend of Zelda Games Club, on patreon.com slash superNPCradio. We love the Zelda series to heart pieces. So throughout the year, we'll be covering the mainline Zelda games starting in April, running all the way through November. Subscribers at the $10 DJ Toad tier over at patreon.com slash superNPCradio will get an episode twice a month with some of the best Zoras, Hillians, and Dekus around. Not only are we covering the entire mainline series, but we'll also be going over or other Zelda topics along the way. That naughty little tingle might even sneak an episode for free every now and then. We can't stop him. We've tried. Want a deep dive on the hookshot? It's coming. Fascinated by Zelda clones? We're covering them. Always dreamed of a Zelda space solace? Well now, my Goron brother, it's happening. Check us out at patreon.com slash supernpcradio and subscribe at the $10 DJ Toad tier. We've got a ton of fun in store this year as we explore Hyrule, Termina, Koholint Island, and more. And don't forget, it's, it's dangerous, dangerous to, to go, go alone. alone. Take, Take us! us. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, which is the podcast where I, your host, Connor McKay, bring on a guest to talk about a video game that is special to them from a specific moment in their past. On the show, we'll talk as much about what made playing the game fun as we will about what was interesting and memorable about the context of when they fell in love with it. Potentially for the first time. Who knows? Maybe this guest revisited it and it was a rejuvenating moment. We'll just have to see what they say. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping up top. Uh, if you're on social media, check us out. You can find us on Instagram at Call Me By Your Game Pod, and you can find us on Twitter at Call Me By Your Game, but just the one Y. So that's B Y O U R. There, you can see um, any special events we have going on. You can see the cool episode art I make every week. You can learn about our guests and how to support them. Uh, yeah, so go ahead and give us a follow over there and say hi. You can also support the show by giving us a rating and review on the Apple Podcast Store. Um, and in your review, tell us what you love most about the show or maybe even your favorite moment. Hell, if you love the guest today, why don't you tell us why they are so great in your mind? Uh, and if it's a, you know, a nice review, it's not rude, I'll read it on the show. You can also share it with a friend, whether they love video games in general or the specific game we're talking about today. And lastly, you're going to hear an ad for it at some point. But you should check, out, check us out on Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. And if you like this show and you like me and my perspective on games, just what I share, you're probably going to love all the bonus content there. So check us out. That's it for the housekeeping of the show. And I'll finally introduce our guest. So please welcome uh, Commander and Conqueror, Jane Kim. Welcome. Yay. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome, my friend. Uh, really excited to have you on. Uh, you and I are good friends, but I honestly, when I shot you the text, I was like, I don't know if Jane's ever played a video game. It's just not something <laughs> I would have known about you. 
Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm disappointed, it, Carter. I just feel like, you know, you, first of all, you should always be disappointed in me. I generally <laughs> bring about that feeling for you, I'm sure. But uh, I just don't, I feel like games aren't a thing we've really talked about. Uh, mm, I don't mm. know if it's out of shame f- of myself, uh, you know, spending too much time in them or what, but we haven't talked, I don't think. Yeah. Well, I think I was of like the PC game world. Very cool. So and very cultured. <laughs> very cultured I am. And and you are a different, you, you play different games. So maybe that's where we never really overlapped. I'm getting a real Montague Capulet <laughs> situation going on yeah. here. But as mm-hmm. friendly as it gets, uh, that's a good point. I really have done very minimal PC gaming. I mean, I've had some uh, PC games that have been near and dear to me, but... That makes sense. You solved it for us. Um, <laughs> you and I know each other through the Los Angeles uh, comedy community, specifically mm-hmm. meeting at UCB. We've uh, been on a team together. Uh, we've yes. we're in a writers group together. We're we're creatives, you know. Yes, mm-hmm. both in this struggle out here um, <laughs> in Los Angeles. But you're an incredibly talented actor and a writer. You're so funny. What do you want to share yeah. about yourself? Yeah. What should the listener know about you and what maybe even what's been going on for you lately? <laughs> um, let's see. I've been acting for a while now, so you could probably find me in, you know, some commercials here and there. Have I told uh, you that I maybe have, but you've met friends of mine from home before. Like I had a friend, uh, Alexis, who visited once with her husband and months later, after hanging out with you, they were like, oh my gosh, I saw your friend in an Alaska commercial. And (laughs) I was like, but they didn't, they like, she definitely said your name. She didn't say Jane. She said like, I don't know, Karen or something like that. (laughs) And I was like, I think you mean my friend Jane, but yes, that's her. (laughs) Wow. I'm glad I can give off a Karen energy. It's uh, definitely not what you think. I promise. (laughs) This was before that was really popularized. That's, I mean, hey, that's cool. Love to meet a fan. I say that. <laughs> yes, big fans. But all, to, all that to say, so I, it was sarcasm. worth interrupting you to be like, hey, people have recognized you in, in a lot of commercials that you've been in. Uh, yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, I've just been acting. I also write. And yeah, I've been doing both. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, you... Uh, recently, and by recently, I mean within the last 24 hours of recording, uh, reached a goal on uh, uh, crowdfunding that you're doing for an upcoming short film. Do you want to talk about that at all? I mean, I've led you here. You may as well. I would love to. So it is a short that I wrote with two of my very good friends, Chuck Ma and Alfred Aquino. Former guest of the show, Chuck. Oh, yes, of course. Um, Chuck is a big gaming uh, dude. Uh, the three of us wrote a short based around Koreatown, kind of based on our own experiences and how much we love this neighborhood, since, you know, I am from here. I like to talk about that a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, and we got Lilon, who we also met at the Upright Citizens Brigade to direct, and it just kind of spiraled into this project, uh, and we launched a crowdfunding campaign two weeks ago we just met our goal and now yeah we met our goal yesterday and it's greenlit now and we're gonna make it 
Hell yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's called ocha, which means five rounds in Korean because the night will unfold in five rounds. Wow. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't think we've ever had anything more to look forward to on this show than this short that you're telling (laughs) us about right now. Oh, stop it. Um, No, but we're really, really excited for it. Um, It's going to be really fun. We love everyone involved in it so far. And it's been really cool to see everyone support it. Hell yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, you all are wonderful people and they believe in you. So it's going to be a blast. Um, I'm really excited for you all to actually get into production and to 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 see this thing one day, um, mm-hmm. is there what's the socials that people can follow it on to like keep sure. tra- track? It's um, the short film itself is Ocha short film, so it's O H C H A underscore short film. Great. Um, that's one way you can support it. Go in there, click on the link. We're still opening crowdfunding up until. You know, the way Indiegogo works is you can continue to contribute even after Amazing. due date, which is very, very cool. Oh. Or you can follow me specifically at Jane number one Kim. Jane one Kim. Wow. On Instagram. Ego much, dude. <laughs> That's because there were so many Jane Kims at this like SAT prep school that I went to. You know, they were whatever like, you, you don't have say. a middle name no i swear <laughs> they were like you got to put a number in because you're the only jane kim without a middle name and i was like i guess i'm at least i'm number one hell yeah that's cool hey well congratulations again uh yeah and, and like i said before i'll also put some links in the show notes so the listener can just click they don't even have to worry about uh spelling or anything um but thank you very much cool. uh thank you is there anything else jane that you wanted to just share about yourself in general or did you get that chance I think that's pretty much about it. Cool. All right. Well, before we get into your just generic history with video games, your journey as it is, um, what's the game that we are going to be discussing for the main event later? Oh, my God. We are going to be talking about the best game out there called Age of Empires. Not first, but the second one, because the second one is the best. The Age of Kings beautiful yes awesome well cool i can't wait uh like i said i want to hear about your just general history of video games so do you remember a time in your life when you first like took an interest in a video game in general whether it was like oh i want to play that or you had to play it anything like that come to mind Mm. well i grew up playing a lot of those Costco educational games. Do you know what I'm talking about? Excuse me? Were you playing like the humongous entertainment games? I don't know. I was a big Clue Finders person. Okay, Do yeah. Do you remember the Clue Finders? They I, had like... I know it. Like a laptop that would like fly around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a lot of cool, like interesting stories where they were like going into... South America and they're like discovering, rediscovering like an ancient creature or like an, a volcano is about to explode Ooh. and you have to like get all your phonics in. Nice. <laughs> Finding a way to mix, you know, edutainment as it is. Mix that education with those games. Yeah. Costco, I, I feel it. like yeah. it's, it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever happen to play? So the, what I was just bringing up was humongous entertainment, like uh I'm talking like Putt-Putt or Freddy Fish or Sly Foxes. Any of this ring a bell? 
No. Hey, no worries. I can't those, believe it. Those were at Costco too, which is where I got them. And um, some other friends of the show have, have enjoyed those, but I digress. So um, was this is something that maybe your parents just like brought home for you one day or was it, do you think you picked that sort of thing out? I think it just became a little more popular because in the apartment building that I lived in, there were a lot of kids who were like around my age Mm. and we would just go over each other's houses and play games and kind of expose each other to like my game was Carmen San Diego. Like I had two of those games. Ooh. Um, And, you know, my friend had like Clue Finders 5 or like someone else had Clue Finders 4. So we would just kind of have this exchange of game like a small netflix economy oh nice but that <laughs> but it was it was all games it was all uh physical media mm-hmm. uh just passing discs and, and floppies back and forth i'm gonna look this of up course. really quick yeah all the cd-roms as they say uh oh to love a good cd-rom i still gotta i absolutely have like a case of them still uh so clue oh my gosh clue finders yes do you remember these guys i remember honestly looking at them i'm like i remember feeling dumb playing these games and then and then then carmen san diego also i remember there was a summer where like i was like i had to beat carmen san diego and i think I think I eventually got there, but I remember just feeling like I was going to really be awful in the next year of school I was going to because of these. <laughs> well, which one? Because they have Carmen Shoot. San Diego is like a huge franchise. Sure. Um, well, let me look as let me do some on air uh, googling. Uh, I'm going to see if I can like pull up like a list of of the series. Do you do you remember specific ones that you used to play, or was it like the whole thing? Um, I. <clears throat> My favorite Carmen San Diego one was it it had to do with must have been grammar related. It okay. the story goes all the the Acme agents are being like swept away one by one and they're being taken to this place where they can no longer talk. Like they okay. lose the ability to to speak so oh, you ow. are breaking into like these rich people's houses and like taking keys and like <laughs> it was really cool actually. wow that sounds that sounds really great I, honestly i'm like am scrolling i allowed through. to search yeah yeah i'll go okay. ahead and, and grant you searching <laughs> permissions right here i am looking right now and I'm having trouble figuring out which one I would have had. To be honest with you, there was um, it was sprawling. It was there were so many things. Oh, Carmen Sandiego Word Detective was the one, and it had a very cool intro video, mm. um, where you see one of the Acme agents before you, the one that they hired before they hire you get caught. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and get you know stuck what? in the Babylon machine, which is pretty I, clever. I am just not going to be able to figure this one out. Who knows? <laughs> I honestly have no idea. I feel like there was something to do with the Panama Canal and the one I played, but but no clue. There was like a mummy one that I really enjoyed. Oh. That was Carmen San Diego, and you actually get to mummify like a, a body. Whoa! They they let you mummify a body. In this yeah, game? you That's have incredible. to like go <laughs> to like the steps. There's like instructions, and then you have all the you know like the potions and like the 
bandages and like the yeah yeah the equipment and stuff Mm mm-hmm that seems like uh, I remember in sixth grade having a whole curriculum on like the history of uh, Egypt and in that all of that stuff. So that seems like very much a sixth grade aimed or 12th grade, I guess. Yeah, it'd be sixth grade, 12 year old aimed game. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Okay. So you were, th- is this like where you live? Did you ever dabble at like friends' houses in like consoles or anything like that? Never a consoles. I think. Maybe when I was six, my friend bought his first PlayStation and we mm. played the motorcycle racing game a lot. Fun. And he also bought Resident Evil, which was so dumb because our parents didn't even know what that was. We got it and we would play and it scarred us for <laughs> life. Like, I still remember us like entering a hallway uh-huh. and then it it goes into the like the story mode or whatever like it's it's like oh it plays like a little uh a, a video sequence right it's a yeah. little video sequence and you see like someone crouched over and you look and it zooms in on their face and it's just a zombie that turns around and oh. looks at you as it's like devouring <laughs> like a body Ew. and truly i could not go near closets like closed doors for a couple of years because oh it just, my god! You're not supposed to play Resident Evil when you're six. My goodness! No, <laughs> it's honestly I'd be scared of it now. Let yeah, alone being it a six was years terrifying. old. Wow! I don't That's... think we got far in that game. I think we <laughs> would just like. <laughs> I can imagine. I think we were like wielding um, like a medical spray can. Okay. Yeah. Uh, instead of like a proper weapon. <laughs> and we never got past that point where we like picked up a weapon. <laughs> Interesting. Cool. So this yeah. is at like at your friend's place. Also, mm-hmm. was it in the same apartment building? No, no, no. It was my friend from class. Uh, oh, cool. A family friend. Uh, but we really enjoyed the motorcycle racing game quite a bit. I forget what it's called. That made it tough for you to walk by ramps for a couple of years, right? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do ramps. Oh, uh, I police figured. officers, definitely a no-no. Because you oh, could cool. like it started that early, police huh? Police officers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, who knew that the motorcycle game was anti-cops? Um, <laughs> it, okay, very cool. So you're playing. It sounds like you're we're at least playing these uh, computer games through uh, through like elementary school. Did you continue? Mm-hmm. I know we're going to touch on Age of Empires at some point, but aside from that, what other games did you end up getting into? Oh, um, I got into. God, this is a game that I think about quite often, but I think when I was around eight, I had gotten into this PC game where it was like advanced Pac-Man. It's like, um, oh God, I always forget the name of it, but he's basically going around a maze and you're like setting off bombs and... And it's not educational. That it's that one is not educational. So that game and Doom were our two favorite games that we played. Oh shoot, a Doom kid, huh? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Played a bunch of Doom, probably when I was around eight on the computer game. I wish I could find out what that Pac-Man game is. It's definitely not Pac-Man. <laughs> oh, like it? What did it feel similar to Pac-Man? Yes, because the main character is just a ball. Okay. He's like kind of navigating this world that's like kind of looks like 
the back of a computer. I wonder if it's, I'm, I'm probably not thinking of the right person, but I'm wondering if, does the word Qbert sound, uh, like, uh, I guess, familiar at all? What, how do you spell that? It's Q-B-E-R-T. It's a game. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna, I feel like it's not the same thing. Qbert is weird. No. It's a ball with like a, a vacuum cleaner nose, basically. <laughs> no, it, it's close. Interesting. Okay, cool. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have uh, honestly guessed that you uh, necessarily played a first-person shooter like Doom. Were, was this something you played at home? No, it was at this, like, after school. No, maybe it was summer vacation where my mom would just drop me off and be like, okay, go learn more things. But the <laughs> whole time we would just play Doom. Nice. Uh, <laughs> what you, anything just... you remember about, like, what you liked about that or any memories from that? Oh, man. What I loved about Doom was, like, you could just cheat a lot. (laughs) (laughs) How so? You could just, like, go through walls. Because one of the biggest annoying things of Doom is, like, you got to find your way out, you know? Mm -hmm. And you you could just go through walls and... Unfortunately, they also had a cheat where you could be invincible. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I feel like Which that is game so terrible. had a ton of a uh, ton of cheats in that game. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so this is w- and when are you? Po- what age are you sort of getting into stuff like this? Around eight or nine. Okay. I'd say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, you've got like there's a you've played a lot. A lot of games up to this point. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe after this time, maybe aside from Age of Empires 2. Um, so my mom had the trial version of StarCraft. Oh, 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 oh interesting. She was, just, she was just playing around because we had just gotten our PC, our Windows 98. Um, <laughs> and I remember playing some of it, but it wasn't really like I wasn't really that into it. Sure. Um, but my friends and I would like cut class or, or like skip the after school programs to go to a PC room, PC bang, um, to play Counter-Strike. Whoa, dude. Yeah. A rebel I mean, I was and a gamer. <laughs> yeah. A rebel gamer, <laughs> if you would. I mean, I was like. So bad. My all of my friends were really, really good. So mm-hmm. they would just kind of like bring me on as um, to make me feel better about myself, to make Aww. me not feel left out. Um, nice friends. But I would die almost immediately. I would say I don't. I never got the hang of Counter Strike. I loved watching it though. Yeah. Was this mm-hmm. you all going to one of these like PC uh, PC gaming cafes. like cafes and like playing together on teams against other people? Do you sort yes. of remember what that was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang. I would do a... that. Yeah. What, That's did you awesome. Do something. No, similar? but but I had a friend come on last year and she talked about playing Counter Strike and it was like that was like her thing. That's how she like made her new group of friends was going to this uh, gaming cafe. Yeah. Actually, somebody I met through Jake Sprague. Um, Oh. But uh, so I love hearing stuff about this, like because I never did any of that. Ah, uh, it's it's such a fun thing because we would just do that even with my cousins when we would get together for the holidays, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, there's nothing else to do. We might as well go to a PC cafe and like play a round of Counter Strike. That's awesome. Um, also, like here I am, Jane. I'm the person shooting you. 
Like, yeah. don't shoot me. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that's great. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is so you got into even some Counter Strike. Um, was there like uh, any other significant ones? Maybe like uh, I know that we're covering a lot of like a pretty short amount of time in your life, but maybe as you get older, like were there any that stuck out to you, or maybe a few up until this point in your life that that you enjoyed? Maybe like young adulthood, as we're very aged now. Um, I think after that, I had discovered Age of Empires, and then after around that time, I probably didn't play that many games mm-hmm. um, until my boyfriend at the time in college bought his first Xbox. Oh wow! And we bought Did a selection a of games. I think so. Yeah. No, I think it was one. It was oh, okay, one. interesting. The the original one. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Their naming was conventions are confusing. So, like their third <laughs> Xbox, they called the Xbox One. So it's really. I think confusing. it was the Xbox One. Oh, okay, it gotcha. It must have been. I might be wrong. Yeah, that was around 2013. So that would have been like. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Cool. Mm-hmm. And we got like, what did we get? We get. Definitely Bioshock. Oh, okay. Um, and then Borderlands. Wow. And then, God, the third game. Any Halo in there? There was Halo, but no, there was no Halo. I'm sorry. I <laughs> I'm sorry you. to disappoint it's, you this time. I'm honestly My heartbroken, God. but it's fine. Um, God, what is the game with... Oh, Skyrim. I was mm. going to say, what is the game with the cheese wheels? <laughs> And the sweet rolls. <laughs> yeah. Skyrim. Amazing. Um, but we ended up like blazing through Borderlands together. And Wow. And then I started and I played it again over quarantine. Dang. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that as one of the ones you maybe would want to discuss. Uh, yeah. We played, I think Alfred and Jed and I would play Borderlands 2. And then we... Kind of did some Borderlands 3. We did some mm. um, of the extensions of Borderlands 2, which was really, really fun. Awesome. God, that game is so good. Are you just playing on like a PC of, that you have? On my Mac. Nice. And it works fine? Borderlands 3 did not work. I have to like, oh, okay. it was mostly just me watching. No, did it work? I don't know if it was like cross platform at the time. Hmm. I don't know. Actually, I'm very confused. But Borderlands 2, yeah, was oh, okay. compatible for my Mac. Was this mm-hmm. all through, like, Steam? Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. Um yeah. That's so interesting. I've never played a Borderlands game. Like, what's fun about it? Do you just get to fuck around and do what you want? Uh, it's so fun because there's so many guns. There are, there's, it's just like an unlimited number of guns, right? So every time you level up, you kind of unlock all these, all these guns that you can mm. s- start using, right? And you kind of build up kind of a kinship with a gun. So it's it's all about... Really getting a you're... little frightened as to where this is headed, Jane. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, uh, listen to me. Uh, it's not that it's not that deep. Uh, Keep your pro-gun agenda off this pod. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not pro-gun. But for the game... Um, you got to get that out somewhere. <laughs> well, it's cool because you get to build like your character out, what you're yeah. good at. And you have like specialized skills. Like you can have like 
like a hawk that like will attack people ahead of you nice. or a threat. Um, but the gun thing is like, oh, I found the SMG that is really mm-hmm. working for me. So wow. it's just kind of like, you know, it's like Cinderella, but <laughs> with a <the> gun. <laughs> with a <the> gun. <laughs> Wow, uh, that gives me a terrible idea of a Photoshop to do of you uh, in like a Cinderella dress, but having a giant gun on your foot or something. Oh um, my God, this is not the concept that I've been trying on for myself, but I guess it's going to stick. Incredible. Wow, that's amazing. And you also, I've, you've told me before that you've gotten like, gone like a, had a deep dive into The Sims as well. Oh yeah. Semi-recently. Mm-hmm. The Sims was more like, it was just a game that I had probably in middle school, like, and mm. I would play, and I would always not play it right. I never played for the story. I, Is that the I'm way you're supposed to play? I don't know. I feel like some people really love to, like, create stories and have people cheating on each other and, like, you know, it's scandal upon scandal, but I'm like... What in what ways can I like complete because I'm such a perfectionist have this one character max out on all of their skills yeah. and then they can die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's let's make them a, a, a amazing piano player mm-hmm. and a guitarist and a vocalist and a scientist. And then of course, that's, that's how I would play the game. And that, but, I mean, that. I was going to say that seems like one of those games you can play it however you want. So like you played it the right way. So it's what you wanted to do was make this sure. like narcissist who's perfect <laughs> at everything before they die. Exactly. A renaissance man. I was just trying to create little okay. renaissance men. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, was it you who told me you also had a lot of fun just trying to like recreate like really cool architecture? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. <clears throat> do, do you remember any like any of your faves that you made? Yes, I do. I mean, a lot of quarantine was just me wanting to go outside so badly yeah. that I would recreate the world. So I was using Sims in a different way this time. Um, and by this time, I had discovered that there's an entire community of mods yeah. that's available on because the game itself is so terrible that like the fans have taken to creating stuff on their own, um, a lot of customization. So I spent a lot of time recreating places that I've been to. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to make me sound so terrible, but like, you know, like a brasserie in France or um, like a restaurant in Venice. No, it's all, it's all uphill from here after your pro gun (laughs) stuff. So you're doing okay. (laughs) Oh God. Oh no. (laughs) That's really Um, cool though. You were, I remember you telling me this, when we went to that one spot in Koreatown, it sounded uh, like a nice escape, during, especially during that time. It was. It made me so sad that I couldn't like physically be in these places. I think this was also the time that like my friends had introduced me to this anime show. I never watch anime, but I got I became obsessed with this show, and I was like recreating the rooms from that show. Oh, what's it called? <laughs> Um, it was called um, Love is War. It's about two people who definitely are in love but are pretending not to be. So it's like kind hmm. of like comical, very satirical, yeah. um, not very romantic at all. It's actually very funny. Um, oh, nice. And they're in high school. They're supposed to be like class president and vice president. 
Oh. So I'm like recreating this room where they're like having these deep discussions. Interesting. Um, but not professing their love for each other. Gosh. Anyway, um, yeah, that's time. my quarantine. <laughs> Interesting. And that's, is it fair to say that's sort of the last, that and maybe Borderlands are the most recent, like, memorable gaming experiences you've had? Yeah. Okay. I think a lot of my friends, we found escape. We were able to find time to hang out through gaming. So we would, of course, do a lot of board games online, but we also, you know, found Steam. So we would play Overcooked or, you know, Ooh. Borderlands. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Just to hang out and just so I can shit talk all of them. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to do? I would say suck my dick. Whoa, Jane, you're fitting in perfectly with the online gaming community. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's not that far away from me, actually. No, that's honestly, that's pretty tame. Uh, well, hey, dude, thank you for sharing your uh, general history. It's always, uh, I say this occasionally, but it's genuinely fun for me to jump in with somebody who I, like, f- truly for how well I've gotten to know you over the years and how good of friends we are, like, I didn't know any of that. So that was really fun. <laughs> um, thank you for sharing. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we cool. come back, we're going to talk about Age of Empires 2, the Age of Kings. How about that? Amazing. That sounds great. Thanks. All right. I'll see you on the other side. My name is Jeremy Schmidt, and I host a podcast called Video Games, a Comedy Show. We pretend like we are morning radio DJs within the Mushroom Kingdom for exactly five minutes per episode before dropping it all together. We cover topics like our favorite video games to take on vacation, the birthday roast of Mario, favorite Desert Island PS2 games, and infinity more episodes. If you like to hold a controller and are prone to laughter, well then Buster, I've got hours of stuff for you. Check out Video Games, a Comedy Show anywhere podcasts can be found welcome back to call me by your game here of course with jane kim to discuss age of empires 2 the age of kings jane welcome back to the show thank you um glad to be back um you would have been the first guest i never brought back after the break and i hoped someday to have a conflict on that break time to where it doesn't happen that'll be some real good drama for the show i think (laughs) um our guest has left um (laughs) and we'll continue doing this episode i guess (laughs) i guess i'm gonna make it up for them um well before we get into your personal uh history and any memories you have uh like i said i'm gonna share some brief history and context um and if you want to jump in at any time please do um otherwise here i go age of empires 2 colon The Age of Kings is a real-time strategy video game developed by Ensemble Studios and published by Microsoft. Released in 1999 for Microsoft Windows and Mac, it's the second in the Age of Empires series. The Age of Kings is set in the Middle Ages and contains 13 playable civilizations. Players aim to gather resources to build towns, create armies, and defeat their enemies. There are five historically based campaigns, which constrict the player to specialized story-backed conditions, as well as three additional single-player game modes, and multiplayer is also supported. Reception. 
Upon release was highly positive. The number of new features was praised, as were the gameplay improvements. The game received universal acclaim, according to Metacritic, and three months after its release, two million copies of The Age of Kings had been shipped, uh, and it topped sales charts wow. in seven countries. Um, the game won multiple awards and is today considered a classic of its genre, having had a significant impact on future games. An updated version, Age of Empires 2 HD Edition, was released in 2013. Um, and there's also another upgrade uh, or updated version released in 2019. But this includes the original game and its expansion, as well as new campaigns, civilizations, and updated graphics for HD displays. Um, awesome. There, wow. There's all that history and context. What, what a world. Uh, wow. Did you I didn't know it had, I didn't know it had that many like accolades. <laughs> yeah, it's to a me, pretty, it was just a game that I really liked. I'm I'm genuinely excited to get into this. Uh, not only because I I just like doing the show, and you're a good friend of mine, but this is a genre and a game series specifically that I just have never touched. So I'm really pumped. Um, but as we're getting into it, Jane, I would like to know: Did you play the first Age of Empires game? I did. Okay, would you do you remember how you maybe got into that? Um I actually got into Age of Empires 2 first. I don't remember how oh, cool. I got into it. It must have been I must have played like a um like a trial version. Okay, on your computer like at home maybe. Mhm. And then I bought the like the complete like expansion like all of the expansions for Age of Empires 2 plus Age of Empires 1. Okay, interesting. So I played because it came with, yeah. Oh, it came with the first one? It came with the second one. Oh, gotcha. So you mm-hmm. played, this trial version was of the first and it came with the second. Uh, the trial version, I think, I don't know how I acquired it. It must have okay. been when we got our PC for the first time or oh, something okay. like that. And StarCraft was probably in the mix and like so was Halo. Um, which I did not take to Halo very well. Sorry, sorry, Connor. Um, no, it's it's fine. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I think I was like, I got to get this game. So I saved up a lot of money. I, I think so. In Korea, every New Year's you bow to your like elders, mm. and they give you pocket money. They give you like a little bit of money. Oh, nice. Um, and that. I don't remember what year. It must have been like 2000, year okay. 2000. So I was like like 10 or whatever. And I gathered all of the money, went to Office Depot with my dad immediately and bought yes. the big version of it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love, um, was it like a big box PC game? Yes. It was what? like, the box oh. was like way, it was like. Too big. <laughs> yeah. It was like a foot and a half long. <laughs> um, and it contained, you know, Age of Kings, the first one, and like the expansion, pack, the version of it, which was, um, God, I'm so bad at this. Sorry. I'm also like not remembering anything. The no, Conqueror's you're, one. You're yeah. doing great. This is awesome. Uh, yes. Wow. Oh, Goodness. maybe it was 2001 when I bought it. But that yeah. Make, mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. Okay, okay. So um, you must have really taken to this trial version if you were so ready <laughs> to, to leave. I know, this. right? I must have played the game itself. Maybe mm-hmm. I borrowed it for some from my cousin or somebody. Yeah. Um, but I was like, this is the game for me. I'm, I'm going all in with all of the money that I got. That I year. love that. Um, uh, was, do you remember like the office depot you went to? Was there one in like K-Town? Mm-hmm. There was this- one in, there's the one in Miracle Mile. It's still there today. Might've been Staples. Office Depot and Staples were very close to each other. Uh, Similar color scheme too. Yes, yes. It might have been staples. I still remember like just beelining for the games. <laughs> Hoping being, it's like, like that's there. the one. I want that one. Oh, um, that's here's like a hundred and something dollars, which is too much money for like a, a ten or eleven year old. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Um, so this is around like New Year's. Uh, mm-hmm. do, do you think it was likely you were also probably on at least still on a school break at this point? Yes, probably. Gosh, like truly as a kid. I mean, of course, summer was like a really nice time to play games. But like those two to three weeks you would get for for like the holidays mm-hmm. were I don't know how you felt so about sweet. them. They were just so amazing. It was like yeah. anything could happen. Yep. Goodness. Um, OK. It. Okay, so you were pumped for this game. Do you remember um, whether it was like uh, trying it out for the first time before you bought it or after you had it, what you liked about this game? What I loved about this game was honestly their intro video that kind of like tells you the story. Have you ever seen it? I feel like it's pretty iconic. It's like like two kings playing chess. It starts with two kings playing chess. And then you zoom into the chessboard and it actually turns into a battlefield. Badass, dude. So you see like the catapults and it, it's really like at the time I was like, whoa, this is this is great. And the music is great. Um, and then it ends with like the same one of the players like holding on to the king chess piece and like crying. <laughs> oh, my so gosh. Many people had died. Just so I emotional. I've, Meanwhile, uh, my 10-year-old self, I'm like, yes! <laughs> like, this is the game for me. I love it. So uh, it sounds like something about, like, the visuals and the cinematics really got you. Mm-hmm. And I think I was probably learning about Joan of Arc at the time and, like, mm. you know, the the Middle Ages. Um, so it was sure. kind of coinciding with that. Yeah, was that, like, a fifth-grade thing for for – I mean, so you went to like a private school growing up? Was it, how, how early were you going to private school? I was not going to, I had always gone to public school. I went to a magnet school, which is, okay. you know, so maybe that means. Since we're both California kids, the curriculum could have been similar. I feel like we learned about a lot of that middle ages stuff in like fifth grade is what I want to say. And then, Yeah, fifth grade, I think fifth grade was mostly like American history for me. Oh, I don't okay. know if it was for you. Honestly, I I can't remember. I'm an unreliable narrator from my <laughs> elementary school education, for sure. I think, you know, Joan of Arc might have been someone that I found out on my own through just my own readings. Okay. Like, like books that I've, as, I've as read. As scholars do. <laughs> as scholars do. <laughs> um, 
wow, this is so different from who I am today. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Um, hey, you've lived multiple lives. You're, you contain multitudes, Shane, let's be of honest. Of course, we all um, do. So were, were you, like, you mentioned Joan of Arc a couple times. Were you super into this this figure? I guess so. I think I was just intrigued that she was such a prominent female figure and she just, she comes from nothing, mm-hmm. you know, um, just like the the myth or the all of the, you know, uh, the, the history surrounding her. Yeah. The, like, um, le- she's, she's definitely legendary. Mm-hmm. And one of the campaigns that you can play within Age of Empires 2 is, is escorting Joan of Arc, right? No so she, way. It starts when she has nothing um, and she just has kind of like these visions and these like beliefs. So you're escorting her through, I forget where, but it's, it, that was like, a big part of the campaign. And and as you're learning the game, you also play like with Joan of Arc. Wow. That army around her. Yeah. Dang, you got real lucky that she ended up being a part of this. Uh, yeah. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, the cinematic is what got you, but what about the gameplay and what do you remember about pl- actually playing the game that was like, that hooked you? Um, I just love leveling up, right? Because Everything about Age of Empires is creating basically like an army. Yeah. So you have to, from nothing, you have to like farm, you have to figure out how to farm, you have to figure out how to farm efficiently. And at some point you'll have like uh, people who are scholars, people who are, you know, maybe your thing is like, building a cavalry or something so you can yeah. like build it out and then at some point you can like level up and then more features are open to you cool. so you can like so you're like bringing it more into i guess modern age i'm putting it in quotes because it's still like they're i mean they're still sleeping on like haystacks yeah <laughs> you know um so just figuring out a way to balance everything and i really love time management like games too so it's just kind of like going around seeing um how far you can like get everybody to be up to speed and how quickly can you build a castle which comes later after you've like developed over the dark ages and like the feudal like age and everything and then you discover iron discover you know you can make weapons with stone or whatever so that was really fun and just the campaign itself. I don't know if many people played the campaign version, but I actually really enjoyed having that narrative. Yeah. So what mm-hmm. is that like you're building one? It's like a one story and your everything carries over to your, your progress at least. Um, no, it was more it was separate uh, separated from that type of gameplay, but you can choose to be on these campaigns where you're following the story of is for example if it's Joan of Arc you're like leading her to success to build her army oh okay so you're not actually building anything you're just going through the story so they'll tell you um, oh so they had the campaigns they also had versions where you can just play the game against mm-hmm. a bot uh or you can do multiplayer online and i was too scared to do that so i never played <laughs> i never went online to play against anyone um that can be a lot yeah. mm-hmm. 
Okay. Very, very cool. You, you, so it sounds like one thing that hits you in games is like that endorphin rush of, uh, working at something and improving that skill and you seeing like you leveled up, your skills went up like that mm-hmm. appeals the to progress. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a very appealing thing in games that I feel like now, especially in this age of gaming, they have really nailed like, and that's oh, why yeah. I think so many games, I know you play like a limited scope, but so many game, games have RPG elements that are exactly this, like games that didn't used to have that sort of thing. Like even like the N- NBA 2K has RPG elements where like you oh, are really? leveling up specific attributes. Uh, the, the Assassin's Creed games never used to be, have those sort of elements, but now you do. Everything mm-hmm. has it. So I think... Over time, developers realized what an addicting thing <laughs> yeah. uh, that is. It really um, was because you just build your, you just see those numbers go up and you're just yeah. so satisfied. You're like, yes, I have this, this many wood. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell me something, Jane. I sort of, you know, and this comes, this question is coming from a place of, of Age of Empires ignorance on my part. Um, I always sort of imagined that like, when you play this game, you would play like a specific, not necessarily a specific battle, but like a moment where you, you know, you do start from maybe nothing and you're building up your little army and your bases and you're going against a specific enemy. But right. it sounds, is that what were you doing? Because it, it, what you were saying, it, it sounded to me more like you're building this up over your whole playthrough. Yes. I mean, uh, there's a lot of different ways you can play it, but one of them was... Just you choose a map and it would be you against a bot and you would, it's like, who's going to level up okay. faster and who's going to build up that army faster. I Interesting. A lot like, you know, Starcraft. Okay. And so like, you might have like, is that the map you choose or whatever? Is it like a mission? And then if you're successful, then you, that battle sort of ends. It's, and that's then, it. Yeah. Okay. And cool. you, you won. Um, but it takes, it takes a while. Um, yeah. After a while, I think I had learned of cheats, you know, and there was this one specific cheat where you could just bring on like a Corvette or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And it just shoots people so fast. <laughs> so a, a lot of it was like catharsis of like, let me raise this like computerized town yes. <laughs> with my Corvette or what is it? I don't even know what it was. Um, That's incredible. Shelby AC Cobra. Sorry, my bad. Oh, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna be able to look past it. I promise. Uh, that's nuts. Do you um, you were there also sort of different specialties you could have as an Age of Empires player? Like, could you choose to play a different way, um, mm-hmm. and build up different skills? And if so, what were the ones you remember liking? Um. Well, you can choose from different civilizations. Right. So oh. you can be French or you right. could be, you know, um, what uh, you could be like Aztec or Korean, even I remember mm. and or China. So depending on like which civilization and what map you're in, because it's also about the resources that are around you, like sure. what kind of a civilization oh, can you build? Okay. Um, yeah, you can like level up in certain ways. So like you know, gunpowder for like a Chinese civilization. So you can like create different huh. weapons that you might not get with, you know, the Franks or whatever. 
Interesting. Was there, did you sort of try it all or were you like, oh no, this is the sort of way I end up leaning? I think I was, God, I hate to say this, but it was Eurocentric was my play. (laughs) Wow, Jane. uh, Uh, Can't believe you. I'm, I'm, so disappointed in you. All of those European civilizations, I, I definitely tried them. Because um, they had castles, man. I wanted to build castles. Yeah, that's per- castles are pretty appealing. Yeah. Okay, very, very cool. Um, mm-hmm. did, um, and did you have other friends who were playing this game, or is this sort of a journey you're on yourself? It was uh, a solo venture for sure i think i wow. kind of got my cousins into it but they didn't have the game so i would bring it over so oh, okay play. probably had to like spend a ton of time installing it and right yeah mm-hmm. gosh was this do and you know like, if this let's had just mo- play teenage mutant ninja turtles instead and like, <laughs> 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 or that Tron. would be a lot quicker yeah um is this do you remember if this was one of those pc games that had like multiple discs that you had to use yeah <laughs> yeah you know that big box just five different cd roms and wow really only three versions of the game you can play so you're just installing and it's like okay grab the second one get it ready yep you know yep gosh mm-hmm. okay very cool um what i would like to know a little bit more about is um is like sort of when you were playing this like did you have your like specific computer set up at your place in your building like in your apartment yeah we i mean mm, we just had my windows 98 yeah uh computer that served very well until my high school years yeah so it was just that mostly i love that i i I really get um i love hearing about people's uh like their old setups like i can imagine my parents computer set up in this little office uh-huh. And just have so much nostalgia for like the bookcase, um, the like way that the keyboard holder would slide out. Do you remember anything about oh, yes. like about yes. just your domain there? Yes, I do. I had a corner desk Ooh. and it had a bookcase on my left side and a and a desk that was like glass. It had like sliding glass on Fancy. top so that I wouldn't like you know, hurt the desk or whatever. And then I had my humongous monitor. Yeah. And you would slide out the keyboard. Nice. Um, yeah. And just the biggest printer you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Printers are just like that. Gosh. Um, incredible. Would this, uh, was this in like a well-lit place? Was it like a dim office away from the windows? It was in the living room so it was very well oh. lit it was so that like you know i wouldn't just you could be, be supervised. on the computer yes exactly <laughs> um, who knows what much. trouble you're getting into i don't know man those are the days without ad block you know so i would i would get into some stuff and my that mom the... would be like what the fuck is that <laughs> yeah. the the computer in my at my home always faced towards like an opening to where like anybody could enter Mm -hmm. at any point. So it was like not worth the risk to even like investigate something nefarious. Uh, Wow. Yeah. I have a feeling you were a a good boy though. (laughs) You are correct. I was such a a good boy. I wouldn't have even known where to start (laughs) on like anything. Um, Cool. Thank you for walking me through that. Uh, Now that we've got sort of the layout of, you know, where you were playing this game and your setup, 
Mm-hmm. Um, what was? Do you remember what was going on in your life? You, you were probably about ten or eleven. Anything memorable about Jane at that age, or like sort of the space that the game held for you? I think for me, gaming is so strongly tied to the feeling of vacation. Mm. And it's probably why during quarantine, I gravitated towards those video games again. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, video games feel like I'm on vacation. I have two months to literally do absolutely nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, I don't have like negative opinions about it. I just remember having a lot of fun. It was just kind of like my little secret was that I played Age of Empires because my friends were busy playing starcraft or all the cool games you know yeah um like getting good at counter-strike um but i have really good memories of it because i think in a way it probably taught me to be computer literate sure like being able to install everything and like looking up game cheats even and like figuring out how to input them um and just the the early stages of the internet, man. Like, do you remember like having your own homestead account? Like that that all kind of ties into. What's uh, that? It was like your own website before there was social media. You could like have your own website. Never so you did were, like anything like that. Oh, really? You can like, you know, create like pick a background music that will play mm-hmm. as soon as you load it. Like you can have a chat box. You can have a guest book. Ooh. Or a gallery. It was very rudimentary. It was even like it was very very early on. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Can you walk me through maybe anything you remember about yours? Oh man, I don't think I was very good at it. I don't even remember <laughs> what music I put. But you can like pick which cursor you can use. Sure. Yeah. Like you know, like the icon for the like mouse. Little, yeah. Or it can be like sparkly stuff that like trails as you like. Oh, hell yeah. Traverse the page. Yeah, I just, it was that and like a lot of AIM, early days of AIM. Hell yeah. What was your, uh, do you remember your screen name? Um, I think it was like, oh yeah, my fourth grade teacher made it for me. It was called BSM <laughs> JK2000 because the school I went to was Brentwood Science Magnet. <laughs> wow. What a 2000. nerdy screen name. <laughs> I know. And you know, what's really funny is like years later, I signed back onto that old account mm-hmm. and my fourth grade teacher is online. And no. I was like, Mr. Eider, remember me? He's <laughs> like, of course, like what books have you been reading? And, <laughs> you know, very teacher like. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so funny. Did you ever have a create a screen name that was like an AIM name that was more personal or like? Oh, cool? of course. Yeah. Oh, come on, later hit me on, with some of these. Very embarrassing. I would straight up put my crush's names into my screen name. <laughs> it's like I Ryan sixty five. Like yeah, it was like only this guy, um, and he knew because I would like we would talk all the time. Everyone yeah. knew. The entire school knew. Um, well, do you remember the specific <laughs> name? I can't say it. I Come cannot. On. I cannot. It was like only Daniel or something like that. Oh, Daniel. Because I had just like a really big crush on, you know. And did he know? Like, oh yeah, yes. Did you? Because were you take? Were you boyfriend girlfriend? Like what? No, was we were not. He never liked me. <laughs> he just never gave in 
to any of my like very straightforward like requests. That's um, so bold. I know. I was a crazy child. Dude, you um, were you were bold and straightforward. That's like I mean that is a little much, but like it was, you when were you're a kid. 11, you're like, okay, Jane, like scale it back, my goodness. Um, <laughs> but I was very much like this is the boy that I like. And yeah. everybody that was like the second sentence people would say about me. This is Jane Kim. Um, she's a straight A student and she really likes this boy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, oh, no. dude. Oh, my God. I hope he never hears this. Uh, I hope I'm sure he's a regular listener of mine already. And this is going to get him to subscribe to our Patreon for sure, dude. Cool, cool, cool. I'm glad I could um, do that for you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That's absolutely incredible um any as we're sort of i feel like we're getting sort of towards the end of our little discussion do you have any like game memories or like big moments or like that like come to mind as far as like when you were had the most fun playing it Hmm. and no is a perfectly fine answer too i just sometimes people do i mean every game that i played with my friends over quarantine has was so fun Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think Wayke might have even recorded some of those Among Us games. I mean, because who doesn't like an Among Us game? Um, that and for some reason, I'm remembering, again, just hanging out at my cousin's and sharing one keyboard, playing three different like Tron characters, the three of us racing. Wow. Um, but really no, fun. no necessarily like Age of Empire specific stuff. No, Age of cool. Empires was just like, all right, today I'm going to kill everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or today I'm going to build a castle. Or today I'm going to be a- in these campaigns. And it was just a world I could just immerse myself in. But nothing, nothing. Okay. Cool. Other than like purchasing it, which was a really big deal That's in my incredible. life. That's um, mm-hmm. incredible. Cool. Well, I feel like you've already summed up your feelings about this game super well. Um, so I'm not going to prompt you to do that yet again. Um, <laughs> but, but thank you for sharing so much about Age of Empires 2, the Age of Kings, Jane. Uh, oh my God, it was my pleasure. This has been so much fun. I do have, uh, like I told you, two fun segments to do to wrap up today, specifically catered towards you in this game. Wow. Um, okay. I know I'm, uh, pretty classy. Uh, the first of which is the fact me by your game segment. And Jane, this is just where I share facts about the game to my guest. These could be, sometimes I share Easter eggs. There could be cheats, uh, development history, who knows? So Mm -hmm. um, here's the first one I have titled, Expansion Pack Buys You Time. So the Age of Kings design team intended to complete the game within a year. So just 12 months of making this entire game uh, by using code from the original and reusing the Genie game engine. Several months into the process, they found that they would not be able to complete a game of the quality that they had hoped to make in that amount of time. So Ensemble Studios informed Microsoft that they would need another year and instead created Age of Empires, The Rise of Rome, which was an easily developed expansion pack of the first game. So instead of releasing the brand new one, they just made a little expansion. And this compromise came out uh, uh, for Christmas 1998. Um, And to help meet the next year's deadline for the actual release, uh, additional programmers, artists, and designers were employed. Um, It is funny to hear about this expansion because this is such a 
a regular part of games now, and I think it was mm-hmm. just so much less common then. Now, like, it seems like every game you could think of has an expansion that they're like, ooh, you like it? You want to spend more money on it? <laughs> yeah. Um, and sometimes it feels cheap, and other times it's like, oh, yeah, no, this is exactly what I want. Um, yeah. It's great. Um, the last, the second and last fact I have to share with you I have titled, I don't exist, but penguins do. So, in Age of Empires, if you type the phrase, I quote, I don't exist, into the chat box with cheats enabled, a penguin will spawn. What? Yes. I don't remember this. So this cheat was added in the first gen expansion as a thank you to an anonymous player that went by the name of Scripter. This person, I guess, had helped the staff make many improvements to the game and were immortalized by this cheat code. Um... There's a really great video, which normally I have a link to it. I didn't type it in, but I'm sure I could find it and send it to you at some point. Because um, there's like, it's. I bet if you search Age of Empires, the rise of, or the, the Age of Kings uh, Easter eggs, it'll probably come up. Um, but I saw this whole, this whole video where they do that and create a bunch of penguins and they're just running around. Uh, this whole space and it's really, really silly. Do they um, do anything? Do they fight? I don't, or? I don't know if they have any special function at all. Okay. <laughs> um, but it was just kind of a funny little thing. Um, that's so cool. I did not know this. Yeah. Uh, that's it for the Fact Me Buy Your Game uh, segment and I will bring you to the game recommendations. And Jane, this is my one forced tie-in to justify the title of my podcast. So I'm tying this into Call Me By Your Name. Um where I'm going to treat the Age of Kings like your romantic, passionate summer love that you're eventually going to move on from and be with somebody else. Because I found myself at the end of that film wondering, who does Timothy Chalamet's character date after this? Um, Mm. As we and our friends have dated people before, we've probably known friends who have, when they've ended a relationship, dated someone who has been seemingly exactly the same as their previous partner. Maybe Mm -hmm. someone who's wildly... At a left field, you wouldn't expect. So these are sort of going to go along these lines. Um, if, Jane, you want a real-time strategy twist with a little less to keep track of than the Age of Empires series, I'll recommend to you Shadow Tactics, Blade of the Shogun. Um, Shadow I believe Tactics. This is a newer game, but it's also a real-time strategy where instead of controlling like this enormous army with all of this stuff to keep track of, you're really just controlling a few like heroes um, ah. who, who you do real-time strategy uh, gameplay tactics with. Yes. Um, if you would rather try a tactical RPG instead of a real-time strategy game, so it's tactical RPGs are these games where it's sort of set on a grid and you have like these hero characters that you can have do special things. They all have their own abilities. I'll recommend to you a game on the Game Boy Advance called Fire Emblem, The Blazing Sword. Um, these games are also fun because you can uh, have relationships with your characters. Uh, they have like lineages that go back. Um, it's a really popular series. It's a Nintendo series. Uh, lastly, is if Jane, you're really into armies, you want to have this army feel and feel like a strategist, but instead of people, you'd rather them be little plants and vegetables, then I'll recommend to you a game called Pikmin 3. Do you know the Pikmin series at all? 
I don't. If what? you look, just Google P-I-K-M-I-N. Yes. They're so cute. They are really cute. Um, in this series, you always play this like uh, astronaut who is trying to escape a planet and all these little vegetable guys help you out and you sort of like use them to destroy enemies and and collect like fruits and stuff. It's really, really silly. Oh um, my God, this is adorable. You could also try this on my Switch sometime because I have it. Um, I'm down. But... That'll bring us to the end of the game recommendations. And Jane, that actually brings us to the end of the show. So uh, I know we're here. You've been you've been texting me this whole time. Like, when is it going to end, Connor? <laughs> Please make it stop. But here we are. Thank you, Jane, so much. Stop besmirching my name. Thank no, you I'm so sorry. much for having me. <laughs> hey, absolutely. This was a blast. Thank you for doing this. Um, on the way out, though, uh, do you want to... Just do a round of plugs again to remind the listeners how they can support you and keep track of stuff you want them to see. Of course. Um, so you can follow me on social media, primarily Instagram at Jane Wan Kim. If you wanted to check out the short film that I talked about briefly called Ocha or Five Rounds, you can follow us at Ocha underscore short film. That's O-H-C-H-A underscore short film. Yeah, I might even follow it. So you'll see a familiar follow uh, yeah, on that list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't follow Jane. Anyway, thank you again, <laughs> Jane. This has been a blast. Uh, I'll go ahead and close this out with some plugs of my own. The cover art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find him and his other wonderful work on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. Talk to you about the Patreon and you've heard an ad for it. But truly, if you like me and my uh, perspective on games, you should definitely consider supporting us at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. We have several tiers to suit whatever you want. Um, and if you happen to be a big fan of the Legend of Zelda series, uh, we have the Legend of Zelda Games Club where every other Friday throughout the year, we have a big book club episode where um, me and uh, other hosts and some friends dive into the entire mainline series with a couple exceptions of the crappy ones. Um, we also have a co-op episode or a version of the show where I sit down with a group of people and talk about a special game. That's a monthly bonus on the DJ Toad tier. The show is produced by Jeremy Schmidt. You should check him out on his show, Video Games, a comedy show. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Connor underscore McCabe. And sometimes I stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69. That'll do it. For this episode of Call Me By Your Game, we'll see you on the next one.